Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's Kelly and Troy. And this week we're doing things a little bit differently. So obviously we have to talk about the Oscars, but there have been two people you guys want to hear about, Lana Del Rey and Anna Kendrick. And neither of them had enough blinds for their own episode. So we figured just combine them, even though they're on two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you're basically getting like a a double feature episode today, which is fun. It's like two movies that have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the Oscars live, Troy? Like I was in and out. Like I had it on, but I wasn't like invested, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. For sure. I was asleep. I went to bed. If you're not a part of our $10 tier Patreon, we do a happy hour every month. And that was the night of the happy hour. And I went to bed immediately after. I was like, I need sleep. I was going to say I had it on on my computer. And like, I just, it's crazy. Like the Oscars used to be such a big deal for me. Like the thought of missing it was like, there was just no question that I would ever miss it. And now I just don't even care. I feel the exact same way. Even the Grammys this upcoming week, I'm going to be traveling. And had it have been five years ago, I would have switched my flight so I could watch the Grammys. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. I get it. Yeah. I just, I just don't, award shows are just not, it's almost like they don't work for like our current media cycle and social media and stuff. Like it just doesn't hit the same to see a bunch of celebrities at an award show. I don't think I've enjoyed an award show since Tina Fey and Amy Poehler stopped hosting the Golden Globes. That's actually probably a good, a good gauge of like the last time it was really like electric and like really mm-hmm. genuinely funny. Um, I feel like with the VMAs each year getting worse and worse. Sure. It's like, I care about other award shows even less. Cause that was like my pinnacle growing up. Right. Like that was the one, the only one. And now it's like, I don't even care if I watch the VMAs, like if I miss it. And like, that's also fucking crazy. So yeah, award shows are in a weird place. I think they need to adapt to like current times. Everything that I missed, I knew I could see in clip form the next day. Mm-hmm. There's two things I want to talk about before we talk about the slap heard around the world. 
can we talk about how even if people don't like Amy Schumer, obviously Kirsten Dunst was in on the joke about her being the seat filler. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking, first of all, it's Kirsten Dunst. So yeah. the joke wouldn't even make sense if she was being serious. It's Kirsten Dunst. Like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't even logically make any sense. It was so clearly a joke. And Troy and I were talking just before we started recording and the Oscars used to basically be a roast where mm-hmm. a comedian would go up there and make fun of all the rich, powerful people of Hollywood. Yeah, and everybody was like, okay with it being just for that night you can kind of say whatever and you didn't have to like really apologize for jokes the next day unless you were literally Ted Danson in fucking blackface like it really had to apologize the next day it really had to like be something Mm -hmm. it couldn't it wasn't like throw away fucking knock knock jokes that people want you to apologize for now it's just exhausting it's not a seat filler joke that everyone was in on (laughs) Come on. So <laughs> uh, and was- I also oh so go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I was gonna say after doing um after doing all of these different old VMA episodes for Dunzo, though I've noticed this big difference in celebrities and like how they do shit at award shows. And back in the day, it was like so electric and you never knew what would happen. And all of them were fighting for like the next day's like newspaper headline. Mm-hmm. And then they would get like maybe two weeks of press. And then that was the moment. And usually like if it was the VMAs or something, of course, Britney would like steal the headline. But now it's like everybody is so desperate for like a Twitter moment, you know? That's so true. I think one of my earliest VMA moments, like memories, that doesn't involve Lil' Kim's boob being out. Mm-hmm. is when I believe Limp Biscuit won for Best Rock Album and the guy from Rage Against the Machine climbed the stage and started to, like, shake it. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I covered it to protest their win. And yes. I never knew that it was to protest Limp Biscuit growing up. Yeah. I thought he was just being, like, a rock star when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, they're protesting fucking Fred Durst. Like, it's so funny. It makes it so much better. And people were for that. But now if somebody did that, I mean, I guess Kanye was kind of the last to do it until the whole fiasco that happened this award show. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody did that now, I mean, yeah, I guess we did just watch that kind of happen, but in like in a different way. And it's interesting to see just like how people have taken it and people's opinions and how they have changed and shifted just even in a day, like, There's been so much discussion that just in one day, people have gone the whole spectrum of like how you can feel about it. Oh, yeah. Now, before we get into that, there was one really sweet moment that I'm glad is starting to get more press now that Chris and Will have apologized to each other. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga and Liza Liza Minnelli. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going on with Liza Minnelli? I don't know. I don't think it's been said if she has something or if she was just nervous or whatever it was. But the way Lady Gaga leaned down and just said, I got you. I read some comment. They were like, obviously she knew a microphone was there. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Let, Let her just like take care of Liza Minnelli in this moment. And like, can a female pop star just do something? And not have it be fucking debated to, like, the bone. Right. 
She said, I got you to an elderly lady. Why are we doing think pieces about it the next day? Like, shut the fuck up. And Liza Minnelli is someone who I remember the press treated her so badly for so long. And I feel like it brought back those memories. And I was like, leave Liza Minnelli alone. Lady Gaga's helping her. Yeah. Come on. She was being polite to like an elder that she looks up to. It's like the we are we're psychotic now. Like we're all just fucking nuts. I can't deal with it. It made me so furious. And then some I saw people being like, you know, she shouldn't have embarrassed that woman on TV. I'm like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> God. I'm like Cancel Liza Minnelli said thank you, I know. Or she said, I know, whatever she said. Like, she was not embarrassed by the fact yeah. Lady Gaga was there to assist her. Right. We're canceling Gaga and we're canceling Liza while we're at it. Let's just cancel Liza too. Liza Minnelli, it's your time. I'm so sorry. Sorry, hon, you've been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> you've been clipped. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we have to talk about, we got to talk about Chris and Will. You go first. I will say, you know, when it comes to a black woman's hair, I'm a white woman. I cannot speak on that. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. have the same feelings as someone who has been ridiculed for their hair or whatever. And like doing that in front of your peers, I can't imagine what that would feel like. Right. And I do think Chris has been pretty hard on Jada and Will for years. And I've always kind of wondered why, you know, that's kind of in my head. I'm always like, why them? Why Mm -hmm. Will and Jada? Is it because you're like comfortable with them because you know them or is it because something else? Um, You're someone, I stole this from you. Two things can be true. You always say that. Yeah. I think it can be true that Chris Rock said a really shitty joke that he shouldn't have said. But I also think it's true. I don't think Will Smith should have went up there and slapped him in the face. Yeah. And the way Will went about it, I saw this tweet. Can I read it to you? Sure. So this is from someone on Twitter that says at his name's at Max Burns, the Max Burns. Scientology is not big on speaking freely as Chris Rock learned. The slap is much less interesting when you realize Will Smith almost certainly went through the Scientology courses that teach you to unapologetically use slaps and physical force to let a fellow Scientologist know they've done wrong. There's a Scientology course, I guess you'd call it, that involves slapping slash physically humiliating fellow Scientologists in a group setting as a mean of exerting superiority. Wow, that's an interesting take. In the way he walked up there, he knew nothing was going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this was fake. I'll also say that. I mean, at this point, unless this is like the biggest bamboozle of like the year, I just can't fathom how people can still think that it's fake. Mm -hmm. I think that that's crazy. Like if it was some stupid award show, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen rubbing his taint on Eminem's head kind of thing, like sure. But, like, this was so intensely serious and, like, so emotional. Like, it was just too, yeah, like, I just can't, I I don't, I don't think it was fake. And I agree with you. I think it was, um, he really did give me Tom Cruise energy when he did that. It was, like, 
this moment where he felt like, yeah, I am so untouchable and these people love me so much that I can walk slowly, walk up on stage, not even like run up on stage and run off. Like he took his time walking up on stage, halted the fucking award show, slapped him and then fixed his tie and walked off stage. Like it was such a, it was such a display of like A-listy kind of privilege. And continued to yell from his seat after he slapped him. Yeah, like it was crazy. But I agree with you. I think the the two things can the two things are true. Like that was highly inappropriate. It's insane that he did that, knowing that nothing would happen to him. He wouldn't get escorted off the stage. They wouldn't pull him out. Like he was going to win that fucking Oscar. He he knew, and that is crazy. Like that is the craziest display of like I'm an A list celebrity and I am not like a normal person. But also, Chris Rock should have fucking known that you don't. Chris Rock literally has a documentary called Good Hair about the nuance surrounding Black women's hair. He literally studied it. He went and talked to a bunch of women. Like, he's a movie about it. So for him to do that and act like he had no idea, like, even if he didn't know that she had alopecia, it's still a weird thing to do to be like, hey, Will Smith, your wife's bald. Okay. And you have big, giant fucking donkey teeth. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's such a weird, it was Will's night. Like she was there as a guest. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how Chris stopped himself. Did you see he almost said more stuff? Mm-hmm. He was ready to unload and stopped. I got what he was saying at the same time when he said like, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Like in his head, obviously it was just a throwaway hack joke that meant nothing. Like It's like making a Brad Pitt joke about him being attractive. Like a G.I. Jane joke is so 90s and dated. And it's like, oh, you're a bald woman, G.I. Jane. Like it's so, you know what I mean? So I get that too. It's just, it's very complicated. I just feel like there's more to it between them. And maybe it is because Chris hosted when, um, I know Jada and Will boycotted the Oscars in 2016, was it? When it was Oscars so white. I think it was 16. And he made a bunch of jokes about them then. And he was like, Jada, you can boycott, but you're not even invited. So I wonder if it's just been like built up over the years. Yeah, I agree with everybody who says that there's like something going on because they've known each other for like over 20 years. They've been really close friends. And yeah, there's just something more there. But the Scientology aspect of it, I think is interesting though. Absolutely. It's just, like I said, I mean, I feel like Will should have been removed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think his Oscar should be taken away. I really don't. No, I don't either. I think if Harvey Weinstein can keep his 81 Oscars, Will Smith can keep his one Oscar. Yeah, for um, sure. But I do think he should have been removed. And then his speech was really strange. His yeah, his speech, speech was strange. Yeah. Um. And then he got a standing ovation. I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like, what is, like, truly what is going on? He should have been removed. Like, he should have, just like any normal person who would run up on stage during a live telecast, like, he should have been removed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just insane that he felt like he could do that. Like, it was just, and there's, even if he had screamed at Chris from his seat, like, at the end of it when he said like keep my name's wife keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth if he had just done that that would have been iconic 
Exactly. That would have been fucking iconic if he had just sat there in a seat and screamed, keep my wife's fucking name out of your mouth. That would have been so cool. Yeah, he could have easily just screamed and heckled from the audience. But the act of going up and slapping him and like making it a point to physically hurt the sky. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different sides, right? Like I've seen on Facebook people being like, well, you know, Jade has done so much to Will and he had to get his masculinity back. I'm like, you should listen to this episode from Beyond the Blind. (laughs) It's called Will and Jada. (laughs) The way people will reach is (laughs) insane. Like, I don't know what this has to do with their open marriage. I keep seeing that popping up a lot where people talking about them having an open relationship. Like, Will went up on stage and hit somebody on live TV. I don't know what that has to do with who they have sex with. But okay. (laughs) And a few people did think that it was fake because there was a delay and they were able to cut out the slap. Other than like, Mm -hmm. thank you, Australia, for not cutting out the slap so we could see everything. I know. Thank God. But all live events or award shows are filmed with like a five minute delay. That's how they catch swears and stuff. So that's. Just if you guys didn't know that, that is why they were able to cut it out. Not because they knew it was coming or anything. Yeah. And like, if you just think about it logically, like it just doesn't add up that the award show would agree to do this weird bit about Jada's alopecia. And it's just too on the nose. Like I said, if it was like award show banter, dumb shit, like it always is. Like the Amy Schumer thing. Exactly. That's something that an award show would script and it would be really dumb. But like, that was very specific. Yeah. I did think it was interesting. Nobody seemed to check on Chris. I've seen a lot of people mention that today, that nobody has, like, nobody checked on him to see how he was feeling after being fucking bitch pimp slapped on live television. And that was a hard hit. Yeah. Like, that was really embarrassing, like, and dehumanizing. And of course, he announced some show, a big show today. And everyone's like, see, now he's selling tickets. I'm like, okay, (laughs) but then you could say Will and Jada and Willow are going to talk about it on Red Table Talk. So you can't just be like one or the other. I don't think it was. I think this was real. There's nothing that could convince me otherwise, honestly, unless one of them came out and said it was fake. And again, two things can be true. Maybe it was real, but like, you and I have said this a million times about much worse circumstances, but like when things happen in celebrities' lives, especially publicly, they have to turn it and twist it to fit into their narrative. You know what I mean? So like, sure, it was a real moment that if there, if either of them use this moment to make money or sell something or buy or get tickets sold or whatever, that's just like what famous people do. Yeah, that's It doesn't true. mean that the moment wasn't real. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's I can't I can't get over it. I'm honestly sick of seeing it, but it's still in my head. Because when we did the Will and Jade episode, I said I was a big Will Smith fan. Yeah. But it was that narcissism that Will has so like deep inside of him. And maybe he was genuinely sticking up for Jada. I am sure there is a part of him that was mad about that. Yeah. But I don't know. And I I do want to say that I understand the argument of people being like he was protecting his wife. Like I get that. I understand the this idea that like 
the person who really should be upset is like Jada, like because this all revolves around a joke about her being bald. And like, even now, like her having to relive people talking about it all day. And it's a joke about her being bald. Like, it's just really tra- like, that's traumatic. Yeah. Um. So I get that. But again, like Will could have fucking read him from his seat. Like there's so many things he could have done that didn't involve him going up and slapping him. He could have sat in his chair and just fucking screamed obscenities at him. And it would have been amazing. And you and I talked that night after it happened and we agreed that security probably didn't expect Will Smith to slap somebody on television. And that's why security did not rush him because him and Chris have had a relationship for so long. Yeah. We were saying like, cause I thought that he was going to go up and do something dumb and silly, like pick him up or something and like put him on his shoulder. Like Will does stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, he's going to go up and they're going to like, he's going to like give him a noogie or something or you know what I mean? Like something really stupid. I really honestly did not see that coming. Yeah. But he won his Oscar. He does deserve his Oscar. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I genuinely do feel bad for other winners of the night. I know Samuel L. Jackson won his first Oscar. I know. And he's been in like Ugh. 200 movies. Ugh, I know. Even for Will, it's like you've literally worked your entire life for this moment. Like, yeah. And nobody's going to remember that you won now. Like, it doesn't matter. It's crazy. Yeah. You're everything. I agree with everything you're saying. Well, I'm glad that we got it out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that we, because I'm like kind of over it, you know? Now let's talk about Lana Del Rey. So I kind of like this because I don't know a ton about her. I know Mm -hmm. her music enough. And I remember her Twitter fight with Azealia Banks, where she was like, Mm -hmm. I won't not fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic. That's really in her weird relationship with James Franco. That's about all I know outside of her music. Lana is a strange one for me. Lana is like, there are certain things where I feel like my gay card is in question. I'm like, am I even a homosexual? Lana is one of those things. I just have never connected to her. I've never felt whatever it is that people feel about her, I think maybe because I've always known that it was like a persona. And like, I think that's fine. I think it's fine that it's a persona, but like the way she lives in her persona, I find to be really odd. Like, I know that you're not really a 1940s movie star. You, I've seen you at Walmart in like Lee Dungaree shorts. <laughs> so I don't understand the the illusion like it's so odd to me that people are just like forget lizzie grant it's lana del rey i'm like but no her name she's lizzie grant you know what i mean i don't get it i don't get it do you like her music though (laughs) again i don't get all of her sleepy dreary music that all sounds the same to me it all sounds exactly the same how many songs can you listen to about fucking fucking under the Hollywood sign. It's like, we get it. Like, do you know what I mean? I just don't get her at all. I don't get any of it. (laughs) So I'm really excited to talk about I really do like talking about people that you and I don't have strong opinions on. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And the only stuff I know about her is like, like you said, I know the Harvey, I know the Harvey stuff, Mm -hmm. um, her feuds, 
And I know that she kind of teeters sometimes on being very like conservative and then not. Um, and I think that she was like, no shade, but I think that she was a real loud and proud casting couch girl. Like, I think that she was like one of, one of Harvey's girls that was like so proud of being a Harvey girl. Mm-hmm. Obviously she wrote a fucking song about him. Yeah. Um, I just think she's not giving for me. Like I just, it's not for me. <laughs> I only really know like summertime sadness. So. Well, we're going to learn a lot. And from what I know of her, just generally, it's going to be rotted. And this is all alleged. Yes. <laughs> Everything from here on out is allegedly. So we're starting in 2012, which makes sense. Feels very Lana to start during the tum- beginning of the Tumblr era. The C-plus singer had kicked her heroin habit. She was on the road to recovery when this former A-list singer, who has a long-time heroin habit, was hanging out with her a few weeks ago and decided to shoot up in front of her. The next thing you know, she was trying it again. For the past few weeks, she has been going at it like an, like, like she never stopped. The former A-list singer has a history of getting actresses and other singers hooked on heroin. He says it's because he doesn't like to do it alone. One actress he was with has never fully recovered in her career since being hooked. She went from a solid B-list to barely getting work. So the C-list singer being Lana, the A-list singer being Marilyn Manson, and the actress being Rose McGowan. So we're coming in hot. Side note, anyone who hasn't watched Phoenix Rising, the HBO Max documentary about Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson, you have to watch it. Have you watched it, Troy? I have not watched it yet. I'm nervous, too. It's very dark and triggering, as you can imagine. But that first blind... One of the first things she says is she used to like do coke and like party drugs, but he would lace it with heroin and meth until she couldn't get out of bed. Evan Rachel Wood. So I actually, I very much believe this blind is what oh, I'm trying for to sure. say. For sure. Any accusation that people make against him, I'm like, believe it. Yeah, for sure. He's someone I don't think we could ever do an episode on. It would be. Oh my God. Too dark. Yeah. So now we're in 2013. She may have been snubbed by the Grammys, but this pop singer is finding another way to make headlines. The most recent is about the sparkly ring that she's been flashing on the fourth finger on her left hand. Is she engaged to be married? First of all, she's not engaged. The ring, which she bought herself, is just meant to provoke talk about her and her relationship and her music. She's an attention monger, and if she can't get it with her music, she'll get it any way she can. Second of all, she's not even really dating the guy with whom she's photographed with. The musician with whom she's getting cozy in photos with is just a PR setup. Her real boyfriend is a non-famous nightclub promoter. So that's Lana with Barry James O'Neill. And I'm not sure if that's a musician or nightclub promoter. I'm not either, actually. The next blind is in 2015. It says this A-list musician swore to his girlfriend that he was only cheating with groupies and other random people she wouldn't know. So his girlfriend, a former A-list, mostly movie actress, took him back. A week later, she caught him with this B-list singer. He swore it was just work. He's still trying to win back the actress after that incident. So being spotted in public with the singer is going to hurt his chances. Probably going to hurt the female singer's chances with her boyfriend too. That's Matt Bellamy, Kate Hudson, and Lana Del Rey. And I, I guess she at the time was in a relationship with Francesco Coronzini. I'm adding Kate Hudson to our list. 
that's a good a good thing to do. Yes, absolutely. Combine a little coke bloat with some Botox and fillers in this B-list singer with a crazy loyal following who has had a quiet year after such a breakout looks nothing like the singer who showed up out of nowhere a couple years ago. This young billionaire tech guy who has not been married all that long and who everyone knows was all fanboy about this B-list singer who does not seem to do much, but somehow retains her popularity. Anyway, he left his wife in a corner and spent three hours in the face of the singer at a party and then spent an additional three hours in her hotel the next morning. That is a lot, all right. And Mark Zuckerberg at the 2016 Breakthrough Prize Award ceremony. I hate that blind. Anything with Mark Zuckerberg, I'm like good with. Right, like gross. The thought of him like, just, I'm just gonna, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, fuck Troy. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, sweet baby Ray's. 2016. This B plus list singing ingenue is desperate for attention right now from a neighbor. Our singer is always complaining about being stalked, but she basically camps outside her neighbor's doorstep 24-7, hoping to catch him alone away from his wife. Apparently they hooked up once while the wife was out of town, and now our singer just won't let go. And Lana Del Rey, this is apparently when she bought a secluded $3 million beachfront property to protect herself from trespassers. That's a silly blind. That is silly. <laughs> We're jumping to 2017. The three-name singer slash ingenue has been in, con- in contact with the disgraced producer. He wants her to be seen in public with him. The thing is, though, he can't offer her money because she has plenty of her own and he really can't offer a mo- offer her a movie. So I'm not sure what it what is in it for her. She's talking to him a lot, though, so you never know. At some after party last night, she texted him nonstop. That, of course, is Lana and Harvey. Um, and I just want to say really quickly before we get super deep into this, the fact that nobody, it's like people put it together and they were like oh my god Lana Del Rey and Harvey Weinstein and then she was like okay sorry I'll change I'll take his name out of that song and that was like pretty much it did the song come out during like me too movement and all of that it didn't come out during them but it was like a popular song and so she had to change the lyric about being Harvey's girl or whatever um in the song so now when she performs it live she changed it and like I guess that was enough for people that she wrote a fucking sex song dedicated to Harvey Weinstein like okay she gives me very like tumblr edgy wannabe girl me too very much that and like, Lana, Del- her- Lana Del Rey fans are gonna come for us I know I know I'm already prepared for it I'm <laughs> sorry when you see her as Lizzie Grant wearing like a trucker hat at the fucking BP. I'm like, the illusion is gone for me. Sorry. We're now in 2018. This still very young three named ingenue is doing her best to ruin her youthful appearance by using Botox and fillers. I That's not, I mean, everyone does Botox and fillers. Come on. <laughs> that feels like a blind from like 1999. <laughs> if only she smoked weed while getting those Botox and <laughs> All it is is joints, joints, joints. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> My favorite three-name singer slash ingenue needs rehab and her least, her latest significant other is not helping things. And that's Lana 
dating Chase Stogel of Fiery and Passionate. Or no, I don't want to read that again. <laughs> I thought Fiery and Passionate was the name of his band. <laughs> Fiery and Passionate, Lana Del Rey secretly in Rocky Romance with model Chase Stogel. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Now the following blind. This A-list ingenue is hooking up with a married pastor of her church. And that's good old Hillsong Church. I hate I, Hillsong Church talking about I like we're probably on a list somewhere. For sure. We're now in 2020. Once again, the Academy decided to pretend the three named ingenue didn't exist in a favor of in a favor of the artist who was more willing to go along with the narrative the record industry wanted. What that other artist doesn't doesn't know is that she's going to be one and done, much like the foreign-born one-name singer that came before her that everyone thought was the second coming at the time at the time a few years ago. Okay, so the description says Lana Del Rey, Billie Eilish, and Lord, um, and says, quote, scammies trends as Ariana Grande and Lana Del Rey fans react to the Grammys snubs. Oh, and then Billie Eilish sweeps top awards at the Grammys. Lord shades the Grammys in new tweet. I want to know why Enti Lawyer hates Lord so much. This is the second blind we've read where he shits on her and I don't like it. It's very odd. It's such a a random person to be like up their ass. (laughs) And the Lord shade was she, I believe album of the year or artist of the year, something like that. Mm -hmm. All of them got to perform other than her. And she was like, I'm not coming then. And they're like, oh, you can perform like for a little bit, not a full song, but a little bit. And she was like, I'm not coming. <laughs> They're like, we'll give you a full three or like full two minutes, but not three. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Ticket sales were abysmal for the three named Ingenue, which is why she bailed on a tour. She was singing just fine last week. And apparently she canceled her European tour after losing her voice. And this is 2020. So that must've been like, like covid too right i was gonna say that the three name ingenue just keeps putting her foot in her mouth and things will just get worse for her it will not shock me at all if she disappears for a month and then comes back and says she wants to go to rehab or something like that lana and that's lana del rey is slammed for sharing footage of protesters after chaotic scene at los angeles demonstrations with quote do not endanger people that's the other thing she tries to show you time and time again that she does not She's really not the girl that you guys think she is. She's really not that girl. Um, just some, can I read some of Azalea Banks's rant towards Lana? I would love for you to. <laughs> so this happened in 2018. So we're, we're going back in time. So this is from don'tboreus.thebrag.com. The photo reposted by Banks, Del Rey is shown running errands in casual attire with her arm in a sling due to an ice skating incident. After sharing the photo to her story, Banks recorded herself singing Brick House by the Commodores. Banks continued on to advise Del Rey to watch what she eats, saying she needs to, quote, stay out of 7-Eleven. Quote, Lana, you looking like a fucking hamburger. You need to stay out of that 7-Eleven, sis. Stop shoving that cheeseburger down your throat. Continuing with the rant, Bird Banks urged someone to, quote, get this bitch a waist trainer. Quote, tie this bitch in a knot, do whatever you got to do, get her to stop eating, please. Banks said, um, 
it appears the beef between, oh, so that was more recent. That was in 2020. And it appears that the beef started in 2018 when Lana Del Rey spoke out against Kanye West wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Banks said, don't use Kanye for your own vapid attempts to seem politically aware when there's so much more bootleg witchcraft you could be doing to try and take down 45. From there, Lana Del Rey responded by urging Banks to, quote, say it to her face. She said, you know the Addy, pull up anytime, say it to my face. But if I were you, I wouldn't. I won't not fuck you the fuck up, she said. Banks, you could have been the greatest female rapper alive, but you blew it. Don't take it out on the one person who had your back. Banks proceeded to call out Lana Del Rey for her Michael Jackson nose. It seems Banks' most recent attack on Lana Del Rey wasn't unprecedented at the time. She said she, she also said Del Rey needed some flat tummy tea and a $20 waist trainer. Um, most recently, Banks called out Del Rey for her comments on double standards in the music made in May of this year. And again, that's 2020. Quote, now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kalani, Nicki Minaj, and Beyonce have all had number ones about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? Banks then responded saying, that girl really said she invented women speaking their minds, huh? Like, I'm not dreaming. That actually happened. Like, how many times are white women going to randomly claim to have opened that page the way for certain things to happen? They were already happening. The white girls get a little critical acclaim for whispering on beats and forgetting how to act. First, it was Billie Eilish giving her unwanted critic on rap music that no one asked for. Now Lana claiming she invented a whole new dimension to womanhood that has always existed. And Lana has not responded publicly yet. But yeah. I just, I thought that was important because we're getting near the end of Lana's blinds. You know, I wish that somebody would start like a blog or something or like an Instagram account or like a TikTok account. And literally, I'm going to give you the idea. Just take it. Call it Tumblr Girls. And just, I want, I don't think people understand that all of those girls were so like in the trenches together. They have their own drama. That's like just them like the Lanas and the Azaleas and like the Halseys and all of those girls, like they're just, it's such a specific class of pop stars, you know? For sure. Like Charlie XCX and the Tumblr girls. (laughs) (laughs) So the blind, we're still in 2020. I kind of went on that tangent, but I just want to talk about it. I thought it was important. Yeah, it was great. The three-named ingenue needs a reset button. Her PR team is suggesting rehab, not because she needs it, but just to get the narrative changed. At this point, she's blasting fans and then blocking them. Her career is going into meltdown mode. And apparently she posted another response to racism controversy dragging in FKA Twigs and Marianne Williamson. The three-named ingenue has stopped taking Adderall every day. It has completely changed her looks and her record company wants her to get back to what she was looking like previously. Lana Del Rey, hashtag we love you Lana. Lana Del Rey fans hit back after singer is slammed for gaining weight and turning into a Karen. So that was when those pictures came out of her um, wearing those denim shorts. 
uh, you know, her fans are always so alarmed by when she's not in drag. And it's like so funny to me. <laughs> I actually, like, I, I did feel bad for her when she was getting dragged for her weight, just because I don't think anyone should get dragged for their weight. Oh, but, for like, sure. Learning more about her. I'm like, she just does not seem great. She's horrific. Like, I'm sorry. This girl knows things. And like, I feel like she's one of those girls that like knows a lot of really fucked up stuff and like has seen a lot of fucked up stuff and taken part in a lot of fucked up things and just, you know, like she's stepped on top of other women. I feel like she won't speak out about it. She'd rather. Yeah, exactly. Now we're in 2021. This three named ingenue singers Coke addiction has got out of control the past year. And it says Lana Del Rey visits man soaking in bean dip for 24 hours. I don't know what, what that means. Was there Lana a man, heads. Was there a man soaking in bean dip? What do they call themselves? The Del Rey's? Del Rey's, we need you. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, this guy named Hunter Ray Barker spent 24 hours sitting in bean dip to help his favorite restaurant. Los Toros Mexican restaurant and cantina in Chatsworth in LA. What? That makes me feel sick. And Lana Del Rey showed up to support. Oh my God. She ran a chip across his pool, his pool of beans. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird blind. What the fuck? And I love how that goes with her Coke addiction. Like, what does that have to do with I know, like, what? She's like, I've been up for 24 hours. Got to go see that guy in bean dip. (laughs) Oh my God. This three named ingenue was flashing her breasts to a guy who was on a date with a woman. The ingenue was wasted and messy. Uh, Lana Del Rey enjoys lunch date with her dad, Robert, at Celebrity Hotspot Craig's in West Hollywood. I don't think those are like together though. (laughs) Right? (laughs) If they are, I live for that. She's flashing like, guys. Her dad's like, Lana, stop. He's like yanking down her Walmart polo. He's like, stop it. Oh my God. The three named singing ingenue is too thirsty to be gone from social media longer than the release of her new project next month. Look for her to come back with a new look, weight loss, which she thinks will get her bullied less on social media. A little trip to rehab would work wonders for her too. So apparently she quit social media for a little bit, but ended up coming back. They all do. This three name A-list singer is trying to put back together a lot of the bridges she burned. She's also given up Coke and is going to therapy. Good for her. And this is the final Lana Blind. Don't believe the hype. This three named A-list singer slash former ingenue slash former cokehead is not getting a nine to five job. She just wants people to think she is like them. And apparently she wore an $18 dress on the red carpet. Oh God, when she wore that fucking Shein dress and everybody lost their shit because she was wearing a cheap dress. It's like, well, every time we've seen her be photographed, she's wearing those denim shorts that have the family emblem on the back. Yeah. In in like rhinestones that you get from Sears. So I don't know why everybody was so freaked out that she was wearing a Shein dress. That was like the weirdest thing. Yeah, that was Lana. I expected a lot more blinds about her, honestly. I was shocked that there were no blinds. Like, maybe she's more of a 
um like a message board kind of per- person or like I tumblr yeah totally yeah um it sounds like lana's pretty rotted <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i won't be convinced otherwise i'm open to her music though like if anybody can send me on like a, a, a lana journey i'm open i just like as a non-fan it all just sounds like muddled moaning to me she had a song with the weekend that was good i want to say it was called love or something like that mm-hmm. it was it was good that one was good <laughs> yeah she's uh i do like there was one song of hers that i really liked and it's like they they're all the exact same but it's like i think it's literally i think that one may be called love too <laughs> Honestly, it's probably the same song in, in the weekends in not on it. Young and in young in love. Something about vintage music and the Hollywood sign and is it the song cherries. that um <clears throat> him and Kanye danced to for their wedding? Maybe no, I think it was after that. Oh. It doesn't matter. I think we're thinking of the same song. <laughs> probably. They're yeah. all the same. So, yeah, I mean, I wish there was more about Lana, but there just isn't. I know she had weird relationships like Jared Leto and James mm-hmm. Franco. And and I think James Franco was like, I loved her. She didn't love me. It's like, fuck off, James Franco. Yeah, I think that Lana, like, glamorizes, not, like, to make other people think it's cool, but just for herself. Like, she glamorizes being this, like like beautiful industry casting couch girl like she's she's got like this weird thing in her mind of like it's cool to be that you know what I mean I just think the whole thing is weird and I don't think being a casting couch girl is weird by the way I'm not like sex I'm like shaming her I'm just saying like I think that she is like she herself is like I, I don't know I just don't get her I can't wrap my head around it and obviously I don't know her as well but she's always seemed like really mysterious to me mm-hmm Like, she'll show up places. I'm like, why is Lana Del Rey there? I don't get it. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you (laughs) cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. 
shopify.com slash blinds. Now we're going to talk about my favorite, favorite guilty pleasure of a celebrity to love. Yes, we're talking about Miss Miss Anna Kendrick. I know that you love her. What is it about her that you love? I don't know. I really don't know. I've always liked her. I've always thought in interviews, she's like a little sassy and a little rude. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been into it. Mm-hmm. Even when people are like, she'll come into my store and be a monster. I'm like, if, <laughs> if I had one wish, it would be for Anna Kendrick to be mean to me and not realize it's my wish. Right. I would wear that like a badge of honor, but I honestly think it's because like the Pitch Perfect movies are such a comfort movie for me. Okay. And she's obviously a part of those, but I also loved after Twilight, she was in Up in the, was it Up in the Air with George Clooney? Mm -hmm. She was like nominated for awards and stuff. And I just, I've always liked her. And I really loved how when her and Blake Lively were doing interviews together, they clearly could not stand each other. Mm-hmm. There's just, I don't know. I don't know. I love that little, that little psychopath. And I even read her, I bought her book from Target. And it's like autographed and I love it. And I, it's such a good book. I'm like, we have a lot of George Clooney know, blinds like, coming up. What? We have a lot of George Clooney blind items coming well, I'm excited. Um, she's definitely someone who I know is not. It's almost like my Reese Witherspoon love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I'm also just so like, I don't know. I know that we've talked a lot about this before, but like blind items or like when a like a female celebrity has like um, like when she's known for being in quotes bitchy. I'm just like, what does that mean? Like, if enough people interact with you on like bad days. And it's like one minute interactions, like as a female celebrity that can literally like ruin your entire life. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about how terrible she is to like people who are waiters or work in like, there's someone on TikTok. I can't remember her name, but she worked at Barney's in New York for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she said, Anna was like the meanest of all of them. And I read, oh, one- yeah, I remember that girl. I read one encounter with Anna or Anna I'm sorry it's Anna where she was in a store and cups started to play over the sound system and she threw all her clothes down and ran out of the store oh my god I don't know if it's true but I don't know I just I love her she's one who like I'm aware she's rotted but I love her I definitely remember that TikTok girl and she gave her like a negative a thousand out of a hundred Since she was the meanest celebrity she's ever interacted with. (laughs) And I know one of our, one of our friends, I won't say her name. um, She was a server and was waiting on Anna and like Anna wouldn't look at her. She was talking to the guy across from her and the whole time she was making eye contact with the guy being like, yeah, so I'm going to get the steak. And then she'd look quick at our, at the waitress and then like, look away. (laughs) Didn't even give her the time of day. I wish she would. I'd be like, girl, I don't care enough about you. You can make hour long eye contact with me. It won't matter. I I taught myself how to play that cup song. I would be on the other table playing that cup song. (laughs) Like quietly playing it underneath the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't really have any feelings or thoughts about her. I've never really cared. 
I do like, I really like her show on HBO, Love. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Love Life? or Love Life. I think it's like really good. Like, I think it's like one of the best things she's ever done. I just, I like her as an actress. I, I haven't seen her in anything that I've been like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Other than Out of the Woods, because yeah. that movie was rough for everybody to, to try and do yeah. that. She is a great actress, though. I think she is, like, it's really easy to, like, watch her on screen, too. Like, I really, I don't know. And I feel like that show was, like, so unexpected. Like, I've never seen her be, like, not that it's, like, so raunchy, but, like, she's, like, fucking a lot in it, and she cusses a lot, and, like, it was cool to see her do a more, like, mature thing, because I feel like she always plays, like, stuttery young girls, you know? So, like, I don't know. I really, I really, if anybody hasn't watched that, it's really incredible. All right. I guess, should we get into the blinds? I don't know any blinds on Anna. Anna, shit, I keep saying the wrong name. <laughs> so, the first blind we have is 2010. Which 2010 Oscar nominee has thrown a fit about the gown she was supposed to wear? When she got it, it was a size too small, and she flipped out thinking she'd gain weight. She went on a rampage and almost fired the assistant who gets her meals. When she found out the dress was too small, she refused to have it fixed and called the designer on the phone, telling them she thought of them as incompetent. Now her assistants are scrambling to find a new gown before she claims yet another victim. (laughs) This next blind is, I can tell just from the title that it's a Ted Casablanca blind. So everybody (laughs) pray. Buckle buckle up. (laughs) Deceitful little diva, Maribeth Bush. (laughs) No relation to that other horrible famous clan has made quite the name for herself playing the earnest quasi pretty girl next door. She's been in a couple of big studio jobs that has helped her make a household name, make her a household name, but the majority of Bush's income and kudos comes from a more boutique kind of flick I mean, it's not like this babe gets paid millions or anything, but man, is she ever acting like she's worth that amount of money? So much so that Maribeth's current little studio that could, Pinnacle Pictures, has come to a conclusion. (laughs) They want to can the bitch. (laughs) Everybody thinks it's the other, it's the other stars here who are difficult. (laughs) Snipped a top Pinnacle source. But oh, how they're wrong. It's Maribeth and Maribeth alone. If people only knew. Pinnacle, which hasn't exactly shied away from using whatever leverage it has to keep its performers in line, is currently scrutinizing Bush's deal. Looking for resources, it has to shake some sense into the spoiled babe's big head. Quote, she thinks she's this huge star. Bitch, the Pinnacle pooper. She thinks she's Jennifer Aniston. She keeps asking all of, she keeps asking for all this money. We're told that Maribeth's onset manners also match her unrealistic moolah demands. And that the slightly curvy woman is, quote, impossible to deal with. Yikes. Maybe Imstuff should remember they are about 2 billion hungry, more humble and out of, hun- out of work actors who would die to change places with her ungrateful self, who for the record, really should have her teeth fixed. God, Ted Casablanca is savage. Also, what's wrong with her teeth? And when was she ever curvy? Right. She's the tiniest, skinniest, up and down, stick thin little, like, porcelain doll. 
People say she has mouse teeth. Oh, is that a thing? They say she looks mousy, so I assume it's oh. like <laughs> deceitful little diva. <laughs> I love how I'm reading all this and I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, I do believe it. I know. I know she's a little terror, but you can't help who you love, Troy. I yeah, trust me, I get it. 2012. This actress had a chance to get A-list. She was this close and was in a movie that got her nominated for one of the big awards and everything was going great. Then she had a personal tragedy, which she does not discuss much. And since that time, she has worked on her career, but other things in her life are more important. For her, she's been focusing on kids, especially those who are terminally ill. Her favorite thing to do, which she does at least once a week, is go to a children's hospital and sit and meet with kids and then watch some of her most famous movies. The movies that still makes kids scream with delight when she comes to visit them. She's tried to get her castmates to come with her because the kids would love it even more, but they always say no. There's one castmate who always comes. Apparently there's nothing quite like the smile of a kid who's suffering from cancer when this B-list all movie actor walks in the room and sits down and watches the movies with them. If smiles could heal, There'd be no sick people when he comes along to visit with our actress. Why was this not labeled a kindness blind? But that's Anna Kendrick and Taylor Lautner. That's actually super, super sweet. I was going to say, is this a kindness blind? Or maybe it got cut off or something. That, that was very nice. Kindness. Yeah. <clears throat> well, good for her. Ooh, this one's a doozy. Okay. Okay. Franchise films are tricky places for relationships. Often a film leads to onset relationships, which can destroy a marriage. But when you have to work with the same person repeatedly over the course of a couple of years, plus the press trips and the premieres and the parties, you can turn something that started off as sex and end up with so much more that can cause real damage. So what act? So what happens when you have an, a married B-list actor who is suddenly thrust in front of all these young women and everyone is far from home? What started off as the best of intentions quickly went downhill as our married actor was joining some of the other actors at a strip club by the end of the first week away and had a hooker in week number two. It was in about week number three that he met his B-list actress, who was probably the best actress in the franchise, despite not really being a lead. Totally not his type and way too young, but they hit it off. First is talking in between shots and then in their trailers. And next thing you know, it was hooking up overnight and hoping his kids or wife would not call while he was with her. What started off as what he thought was just sex grew into something way more. But then filming ended and they went their separate ways. Our actor, though, was hooked, and then the next installment was actively looking for someone. The problem was he was too assertive and aggressive, and it was a turnoff to the actresses he was hitting on. Plus, they kept reminding him he was married. His first installment, Flame, was off in her own little world, but she did introduce our actor to an actress in the movie who was barely 18, and in one of her first roles. They have been together ever since. She is just now getting out of her teens, and it was probably questionable whether or not their first under the sheets encounters were even legal. And if her parents found out, they would probably run screaming to the press or police or both. She keeps it a big secret from her parents. She has not worked that much since she hooked up with our actor because he keeps demanding more and more of her time, especially since he has so much of it now. 
Plus, now that part of his secret is out in the open, he has been seeing other women too and enjoying being openly single. That would be great, but he has made promises to this teen. And also she had a procedure done too, which he said would not matter because they would have lots of other chances in life. That was a lot. So that's Twilight. We have a lot of Twilight lines. Um, the actor being Peter Fascinelli and the B-list actress, of course, being Anna, the barely 18 actress being Christian Serratos. I don't know who that is. Do you? She was in Ned's Declassified. She was in The Walking Dead and Selena the Series. I forgot Anna Kendrick was in Twilight. I know I did too until I started pulling blinds and I was like, oh yeah, that's how I, I was initially introduced to her. And there's an interview where she actually forgets she's in Twilight. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the movies. Uh, it's the one they got married in and she just does a speech and then she's never in the movie again. And she okay. said something. She was like, I wasn't in that movie. And they were like, you were. <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that I'm looking at this girl, I do recognize her. She's gorgeous. And she's no longer she's with stunning. Peter Fascinelli. Yeah. She is really pretty. She's beautiful. So Sorry. now we're in 2013. This A-plus list, mostly movie actor, has always been known for a sense of humor and willingness to do anything if it sounds fun. At least he has always claimed it. This Academy Award winner slash nominee, B-list actress, decided to put him to test. While making a movie together, she challenged him on the very first day with a list of 20 things and bet him $25,000 as to who could finish the list first. The catch was that each item on the list had to be witnessed by someone who needed to sign off. There were very childish things like stealing everything from the craft service table and taking it to your trailer, but there were other things like stand naked outside of your trailer for 30 seconds in daylight. Apparently, they both did that and had some people watching too who were the witnesses. Another one of the items was to have phone sex while on set loud enough for people to stare. They both did that too. Surprisingly, one of the items that was hardest for him to accomplish was finding five people to make out with. Apparently, despite the best efforts of the very good looking actor, it took him almost the entire shoot to find five women willing to make out with him. The actress had no such problem and found five takers in a matter of minutes and had them lined up in signing off of her list. The one thing our actress did not do was have sex with the actor who tried and tried. She ended up having sex with another co-star and she said it was purely a stress reliever and told him not to bother calling her or thinking it was going to happen again. So the actor doing the dares is George Clooney. The actress, Anna Kendrick, of course, movie up in the air and she had sex with Chris Lowell. I love her. I love it. <laughs> this former almost A-list, mostly television actor from a long-running television show is now starring in movies. He is also making casting decisions. He recently recast a role because one actress would not sleep with him and dropped her for another that would. So that's Zach Braff, who you just hear horrific things about now, um, replacing Anna Kendrick for Ashley Green. He creeps me out. I never liked him. I also never watched Scrubs or anything. I couldn't get so into it. Me neither. It was never really my thing. Florence Pugh needs to get away from... Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. 
This A-list mostly movie actor who's an Academy Award winner slash nominee had a one-week fling with this almost A-list movie actress. She's really adventurous, but when our actor invited her over to his place and showed up at the door naked with another guy, that was the end for her. That's George and Anna. (laughs) She's like, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) I also always forget that she became like really famous from up in the air yeah like that was like where people were like oh she's like an actor actor like she's Mm -hmm. like a real actor there is an actress who is beloved by many she's an a-list actress to those who like me love her but in reality is probably b-list there is a complicated situation going on in her love life very complicated she's been seeing an actor on and off he treats her poorly but she is crazy about him and drops everything when he calls and rushes to his side So our actress doesn't want him to find out about the guy that she sees all the time when not at the beck and call of our actor. The other guy is in the business, but not in front of the camera. The other guy also has an on again, off again girlfriend who was very, who has a very jealous streak and has been known to get in the face of women who go after her boyfriend. She still thinks of him as her boyfriend. So when our almost A-lister goes with, goes out with the regular guy, there can be no photographic evidence to get either of them in trouble. This has been put to the test a couple of times, and recently our actress had to tell several of her friends to remove or crop out regular guy, regular guy, from some photos posted online. She then had to explain the situation to her friends, which always leaves everyone scratching their heads. Just date publicly already. How bad could the reveal be? The thing is, though, our actress still has that actor in her head as the one, which is ridiculous because he spends six months a year having sex with porn stars halfway across the world. So, of course, that is Anna. And then it says probably Alfie Allen. <laughs> what? Lily Allen's brother? Uh, what? Um, Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. His character having sex with porn stars hired for the series. The other guy being cinematographer Ben Richardson um, of Beasts of the Southern Wild and The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, her and Ben were together for a really, really long time. Wow. Like years and years and years. But now they broke up and she's dating Bill Hader. Lily Allen has a really funny song called Alfie about Alfie Allen, about how he all he does is sit in their parents' basement and smoke weed and how she hopes that he'll like stop one day and like get a life. And it's the it's literally called Alfie. If you're not doing anything right now, please, for the love of God, listen to Alfie. And also just stream all of Lillian's, Alan's music because she deserves it, our MySpace queen. This almost sometimes maybe A-list mostly movie actress who's an Academy Award winner and not for the supersized franchise she was in, but everyone forgets. She's also being stalked. The situation is so scary that the actress never travels or goes anywhere without her boyfriend or a bodyguard or friends and has even dwindled her famous social media posts down to nothing for fear the stalker could find her or that she could attract even more stalkers. She's turned herself into a shut-in when she's not working. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Wasn't me, I promise. (laughs) This A-slash-B-list mostly movie actress is an Academy Award winner-slash-nominee. She's also trying to promote a movie while simultaneously keeping a stalker at bay. 
While out promoting her movie at a closed press event, she had four bodyguards surrounding her at the time. The studio is picking up the tab because they want her out doing press and it is the only way she will do it. Um, Anna Kendrick, Pitch Perfect 2. So apparently, I just Googled it, and this is from Bro Bible, so who knows? (laughs) It's Bro Bible in 2014, and Anna Kendrick warns fans that any gifts sent to her home will be tossed in the trash. Apparently, her fans started, like, sending her a lot of stuff, and in parentheses, it says, a.k.a. stalkers, so I'm not... Okay, do you remember when that TikTok girl also said that she watched her be handed a gift from a fan and she she was like I don't want this shit and she threw it away yes it was like a book or something (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that makes me think of I wonder if she she thought it was anthrax this a minus list mostly movie actress who's been in a franchise has the most squeaky of clean reputations but this past weekend she did her own Burning Man type of retreat and was spotted high as a kite on mushrooms. <laughs> I love that. Good for her. Apparently this A-list mostly movie actress who has her second franchise and is an Academy Award winner slash nominee is getting tired of her very possessive and jealous boyfriend and is exploring other options. That's a silly blind. That's while she was in a relationship with Ben Richardson still. Now we're in 2016. This B plus list, mostly movie actress who has a franchise and is a great tweeter blew off a recent premiere. This is totally unlike her. She's always where she's supposed to be at the appointed time. She didn't want to see her now ex-boyfriend who's been hassling her about her current boyfriend. So of course that's Anna. Ex-boyfriend is Edgar Wright and the new boyfriend being Ben Richardson. This next blind is a Grammys blind. It says this closeted bisexual A-list mostly movie actress who loves to live tweet might be ready to jump out of the closet. Two straight award shows she has been with her female lover. Men in her life treat her like crap. So this is probably a good thing. The following blind. Filming on the next installment of this franchise is going to be tough. Two of the bigger stars in the movies used to be best friends. Now, not so much. They can't stand each other. The thing is, both actresses probably don't have enough juice to have the other replaced, so they'll have to deal with that. And that was during Pitch Perfect 3. Apparently, Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson could not stand each other. But I think they're all, like, good now. I know the whole Pitch Perfect cast. I sound like a stalker, don't I? They just flew to, like, Australia to celebrate Rebel Wilson's birthday. Rebel Wilson is so insufferable to me. And I don't like really say that about many female comedians because I just like love female comics. She is like unbearable to me. I don't mind I just, her. I don't get it. All of the fucking commercials. Okay. I get the commercial stuff. I mean, I love her in Bachelorette. Actually, I, I can't stand her in Bachelorette. <laughs> but like she plays her part well. You know what I mean? Right. And then Fat Amy's just Fat Amy. And I thought she was funny in How to Be Single. So. She's great in Bridesmaids. Rebel Wilson isn't. Oh, yeah, she's the, she's the roommate. The roommate. Yeah. I was thinking of Melissa McCarthy. I'm like, no, Troy, that's somebody else. (laughs) 
<laughs> my favorite Rebel Wilson fact is that her she used to be like a go to dog shows and her family would raise beagles and she'd show the beagles at dog shows. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you remember when people were like, it had come out like she's actually like 50 <laughs> and she's been lying about her age. That was like a really weird like uh, rumor. Yeah, I think she was like 32 and everyone thought she was like 27. <laughs> yeah, like it comes like it was like they exposed her yeah they were like turns out she's been lying this entire time it's like oh my god are you kidding me get a life truly oh it's a met gala blind this actress who everyone loves when they meet her bailed on a party last week the actress who was a slash b list and went from one franchise to another while also getting an academy award win was not being paid attention to she was at the party and is used to being the focus of attention and not one person came up to her or fawned over her. So she left and that was her at the Met Gala. As she should. <laughs> what had just been sniping between these two leads for the next installment of this franchise has turned into war. An epic battle of phone calls and texts and emails to producers into the now departed director to take their side. Casting in amounts of dialogue in trailers in days off and a million other things that they're fighting over. Apparently, it's even affected the marriage of the now departed director. Movie, of course, Pitch Perfect 3, Anna and Rebel, and the departed director is Elizabeth Banks. This next one is a weird kind of stupid blind, but whatever. This late night talk show host helped out his A-list mostly movie actress friend by helping her trash her ex during the skit they did together. And that's James Corden. You guys heard it here first. The PR people of this former A-list tweener turned B-list mostly movie actor have moved on from the ex-girlfriend debacle by creating a hashtag that implies he is hooking up with a co-star. From his latest movie, her PR people are less than thrilled. So that is Zach. Efron and Anna um, on the set of Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Hashtag Xana. <laughs> nice that movie try. Was funny. That movie was funny. I had no idea that there was a rumor that they were dating. Because there was a photos that came out of them hiking together. And okay. in the middle of the hike, I mean, Google these Hawaii photos of Zac Efron if you want, because they're A+. Okay, plus. Sure. But he takes his shirt off like halfway through the hike and starts doing like jumping into water and all this stuff. Oh, God. And he's like soaking wet and chiseled. And and Anna Kendrick is like standing behind him looking all like frumpy and upset. (laughs) And granted, she should be because she's on a fucking hike. Right. So they're walking out of the hike and everything. And people are like, oh, my God, they were hiking together. And Zach had his shirt off. And she was like, and she actually said in an interview, she was like, did you see how I looked on that hike? That is so funny. I had no idea. Yeah. But Google um, Zach Efron, Candid's Hawaii shirtless. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> Google will be like, say less, girl. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big divide at a wedding this weekend. If you were a team co-star who got married, you showed up. If you were a team co-star who was not present, Then you followed her lead and you weren't there. All of the cast was invited. This should make for a wonderful continuing working relationship. The movie's pitch perfect. The couple getting married on a camp in Skylar Austin. They've already divorced. Team co-stars Rebel Wilson and Elizabeth Banks and not team co-stars Anna Kendrick. 
Apparently this B-list mostly movie actor who was trying to protect his future franchise is going to have not one, but two sober sober minders with him tomorrow night as he ventures out to party. I wonder if his wife will be there or if he will be all over this B-list mostly movie actress who has a brand new movie. So the actor being Joe, I can never say Joe's last name. Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. <laughs> Joe Manganiello. <laughs> sounds like a toddler. Joe Manganiello. I can't ever say Joe's last name, so you guys get over it. Um, while he was I, still in a relationship with Sofia Vergara. Are they still together? Yeah. Okay. Um, the franchise being Deathstroke, the Batman. Oh, uh, the Batman. The event being the Mohegan Sun's 20th anniversary and the actress, of course, being Anna. Mohegan Sun is so interesting because it's a casino in the middle of Connecticut, but I feel like so many things happen there. Yeah, it's like very like, it gives me like mobby vibes. <laughs> it's very something. known. Yeah, for sure. She was in that franchise. She's an Academy Award winner slash nominee. She was at a party celebrating a jewelry designer. She got into a conversation with a guy she just met that evening, perhaps 30 minutes earlier. He ended up buying her something that cost about $50,000. They ended up going to dinner and have been talking nonstop since. That's Anna Kendrick at the autumn winter issue of GQ Style Party in association with Tiffany and Company in London. This B-list mostly movie actress who was an Academy Award winner got to see the angry, drunk, slash mean hangover A-plus-list actor she had not seen since filming their movie together. It did not make for a fun day of press, and she bailed as soon as she could. Apparently, while drunk the night before the press event, he texted and called her constantly. It was not, not nice. And that, of course, is Ben Affleck during the filming of The Accountant. Ben Affleck, you piece of shit. (laughs) this a minus list mostly movie actress is generally liked by everyone but a studio is getting irritated they are flying her all over the world to promote a project and she's also using them to promote several other projects which is causing her movie promo to get lost in the mix and that's when she was promoting the accountant but she was also promoting scrappy little nobody her book and the movie trolls This A-list mostly movie actress who was an Academy Award winner slash nominee has spent most of her career trying to convince the public and studios that she was one person. Apparently, though, according to her own words, she is the exact opposite. As a result, she has almost zero work lined up as studios figured out what kind of work she will have moving forward. I don't really, she was one person. I don't really get that. I think they're trying to say like, she was trying to convince them that she was one person, but she's like, not that person. Oh, yeah. Okay. N- like nice. <laughs> <laughs> a kind person. <laughs> yeah. This is the final blind of 2016. There's definitely going to be a late night shakeup. One of the alternatives being discussed is having this A minus slash B plus list, mostly movie actress who's an Academy Award nominee step up to be a host. And that's when they were trying to find a new CBS late night person. And they thought Anna Kendrick would be great. This is a Golden Globes blind. Several hours prior to the show, a death threat was called in about this A slash B list mostly movie actress who was a Golden Globe slash Academy Award winner for the same movie several years ago, but nothing else. 
The threat was taken seriously enough that she had a minder about 15 feet away for most of the for most of the night. She has the craziest stalkers. I didn't know about all this stalker stuff. She seems like she would have some pretty crazy stalkers. Because she seems like relatable and stuff. Yeah, because she she like comes off as the kind of person you can just walk up to, you know, in public and like she'd be so cool. Like I bet and like men love her too. Like she's on so many guys like ultimate queens list. This B plus list mostly movie actress who's an Academy Award nominee is not getting along with her A minus slash B plus list co-star who's being a huge diva and constantly name dropping her husband. Our Oscar nominee just does not want that kind of thing and it's causing a lot of tension. So that's Blake name dropping Ryan Reynolds during a simple favor. This next one is a kindness blind. This A-list mostly movie actress is carrying a movie all on her right now. After a very long day of shooting outside the country, the former franchise actress, who was an Academy Award winner slash nominee, stayed an hour after the shoot to take selfies with every single fan who was waiting for her. That is two kindness blinds for Anna Kendrick. I know. A record. Just a heads up, this is a trigger warning for sexual assault. Apparently, this former A-list starlet pitched a news publication, an article in which she detailed the sexual abuse she experienced over the years, pointing fingers at prominent directors, actors, and producers. But publishing it it, would have meant a world of problems for the media source, and apparently they couldn't find many people to substantiate the allegations. That sucks. Honestly, I can't even imagine. She just strikes me as somebody who would be very vulnerable on a movie set like yeah you know what I mean she's like tiny and looks innocent and all that stuff like she's like a creeps dream right oh a teen choice awards blind this a-list mostly movie actress who was an academy award winner usually keeps her same-sex hookups well out of the limelight there she was in an after party though withering in ecstasy as a female hookup parked out beneath a table while our actress sat in a booth with her very short dress hiked up at her waist. What? Okay, Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> Only at the Teen... The Teen Choice Awards are the actual VMAs. Can we be honest <laughs> about that now? Can we just, like... That's the truth and everybody knows that. <laughs> Grammy Awards. Word on the street is that this closeted A-list mostly movie actress who's an Academy Award nominee and a former franchise supporting player was going to debut her girlfriend at an after party. Nope. Yeah, she did not do that. And yeah. A group of actors were sitting around last night discussing how many times this A-list mostly movie actress who is an Academy Award winner and not above doing commercials has tried to hit on slash steal their girlfriends. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> I wonder what, well, I guess maybe like the studios would tell her not to, but like she's one person that I'm like, girl, if you came out, your fan base would live. The people yeah. who follow her, like nobody would be upset about that. I feel like it would make sense, but now she's like been allegedly dating Bill Hader for over a year. Yeah. I think that they have an awareness though that she's like a she's such a specific kind of sex symbol because men really do like love Anna Kendrick you know Mm -hmm. so they have to market her as like she's the perfect like girl next door yeah she's like the hot nerd yeah this is the final blind of 2020 
This closeted A-list mostly movie actress who also does other things, which makes her seem as if she's everywhere, brought her girlfriend when traveling outside the country. And that's it. More and more stories are finally emerging about this A-list mostly movie actress who is an Oscar nominee and does commercials. Why does he keep saying that? This actress who has been a part of at least two franchises but got her big win slash nomination for something else once went on a book tour. Every gift given to her by a fan on the entirety of the tour ended up in the trash outside every single night. Hi. Hello. That's crazy. I mean, those TikToks are old now. I mean, I think they're from like corn, like the like the first part of the pandemic. But that woman did say that she watched her a fan give her a gift and she threw it in the garbage in the store. <sighs> to me, I'm like, don't you think most celebrities do that? For sure. Yeah. So absolutely. I know I've talked about this before, but where I used to work, we sponsored a small like music venue in Nashville where it's like a win your way in type of thing. Like Jesse McCartney mm-hmm. would go five seconds of summer and five seconds of summer threw everything out. Not just I mean, they didn't they didn't actually throw it out. They left it for us to throw out. <laughs> well, when you're getting like trinkets from kids and shit, like little beaded bracelets and doodle drawings, I mean. You know, I guess, yeah. What are you supposed to do with all of it? Yeah. You know? Just don't throw it out in front of them. Totally. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. So this is the final blind of 2021. This A-list dual threat actress is an Oscar nominee and has been in multiple franchises and even does commercials. She always said she would get no work done to her face or body. I guess times change. And it doesn't say what she got done, but I don't think I've ever looked at her and been like oh she got work done and I also don't remember like um like a Renee Zellweger moment where everybody was talking about her face looking different like I don't remember that at all yeah I feel like that's maybe she doesn't look 18 anymore right it is interesting that in the past two weeks there has been a lot of hate leveled at this A slash B list actress who is an Oscar nominee and part of at least two franchises. She then pulls out one of the internet's favorite fanfic actors to try and get everyone to like her. It will only make it worse. It says Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader have been quietly dating for over a year. She's really happy. What did, I don't get what she did. Um, he's really likable and she's not. So it's probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And this is the final blind and we're up to date in 2022. Speaking of the actress in reveal number one, Kristen Stewart, she's the second from this franchise, Twilight, to get an Oscar nomination and will be the second to not receive the award. The first, Anna Kendrick, recently filmed a Super Bowl commercial for Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage and made zero friends or anyone who would want to work with her again. I don't know why that's important. I guess he just wanted to shade Anna Kendrick for doing Super Bowl commercials. It's like he he clearly doesn't like her and is like reaching to try and find ways to make everything she does like shady. It's like, hey, and fuck you in your commercials. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I know. I know. And she's no worse than, like I said, fucking Rebel Wilson is the queen of doing every commercial that has ever existed my god right i don't you know like you whatever that was silly 
So that's all we have for Anna Kendrick. Um, is she rotted, Troy? I don't know if I can say she's rotted. She just seems like a typical sort of narcissistic actor. She's not nice to people in the service industry. And that's a that's a big red flag for me. It's yeah. funny. I think someone on Patreon was like, can we start calling people moldy instead of rotted? <laughs> well, I she's would say moldy. She's, yeah, she's moldy. She's growing a green fuzz, but she's not totally, you can cut it off and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so we know this episode was different, but I hope you liked it. I mean, there are so many requests that we get and we just know there's not a lot enough blind items for those people. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is a good way to kind of, to deal with it. Yeah. And then sometimes we get requests for people that we assume that everybody would assume there would be a ton. Like I assume that there'd be a million for Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Like almost too many. So it's like really shocking for us when we go to pull the blinds and it's like, oh, there's like 10 ever. So, but I thought this was fun. This was fun. It was nice to talk about other I know I do love when we like focus on one person for an hour, but it was fun to talk yeah. about kind of a bunch of different things. Yeah, this was like a little buffet. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The Oscars. Let's never talk about it again. Please. Please. Let's, let's end the slap heard around the world. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> but we love you guys very, very much. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.